goodness in case you missed it is this really happening is this episode two we're consistent this Let's might go. actually last longer than our vlog mm-hmm. wow and here. we got a new mic and we got a new mic three mics baby this is <laughs> we're elevating up in here week mm-hmm. after week in case you missed it podcast is just gonna get better and better again if this is your first time listening this is just a behind the scenes look at what happens at uh, the Dream Center, aka Case Real Estate. New listings, big highs, lows, tips. Rants. Rants. Cannot forget about the rants. I have a feeling there's some good ones to talk <laughs> about this week. Um, and really just connecting with our people, whether you're in real estate or you're an entrepreneur, giving you that inside look at what happens here at Case. So thank you for tuning in. My name's Kevin Sturdivant. Who are you again? Um, Eli Sturdivant. Eli Sturdivant. Justin Lee. Justin Lee. Awesome, guys. Let's do it. So let's do it. Let's get started. Episode two. Let's start with that new, new. What do we got going on? We got a pretty sweet event. The event. One of the most beautiful homes in the city. Vista really? Baya. You think yeah. so? In uh, my opinion, yes. What is so dope about Vista Baya? There's a lot of things. For one, you have incredible architecture. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. some of the highest quality materials. It's fully geared towards a chef. Could also work for a family. Also works for the entertainer. It works for pretty much anyone that just loves high-end design and living on a cul-de-sac with literally nothing to worry Is about. Is this true it has a subterranean? It may or may not have a bomb shelter, bunker, bug-out room, wine cellar. Wow. Yeah. They call it their get-bomb shelter. The get-bombed shelter. Did you guys know that the architect, Adam Wheeler, worked side-by-side? He was one of the two key people that worked alongside the legendary Frank Gehry. Did you guys know that? No, I didn't know, I didn't know that. that. I actually did not know yeah. that. Makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, I had a good good uh, opportunity to sit with Adam, and he. I did not know how much they took that place down to the studs, to be honest. Like, you hear people say, oh, they took it down to the studs. There was nothing there. I think there's like one wall or something. Yes. Where, on like the side that of the is house. like a 2016 and up home. Yeah, it would be considered new construction. Fully. So, this Friday, if you're in Southern California, Actually, we don't care where you are. Come out. Just come out. Catch a flight. Catch a flight. We got oysters and architecture. Oysters, architecture, sommeliers, (laughs) wine. Is it true? High time, uh, wine and cellar. The iconic Costa Mesa business is collaborating with us for this event. Yep, yep. If you live in Costa Mesa, I don't drink wine. Makes me super red. But if you're into wine, I've heard this place. Try Pepsid AC. When I was trying to hide it from your mom, that's what I did. I have to try that. Yeah, um, Filipino yeah. jeans. Yeah, this Filipino blood. How much just... does it cost to go to the event? Uh, it's free ninety nine. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wine, oysters. Yeah, vibes. Architecture, vibes. Mm-hmm. Great vibes. Yeah. Wow, amazing. How much is that property listed for? Uh, it's at three point two. I believe. It's yeah. a deal. Come through. Yeah. Amazing. Kelly got a new really dope listing on Nigel. Kelly and I. Yeah. It was a referral. Um, and I partnered with Kelly on this thing because she's a weapon. Mm-hmm. And it's here's what I'll say about this property on Nigel. We've never had to hustle to put a deal together this quickly. We listed the home on a Saturday. They wanted to paint and stage and be on broker preview that Friday. Did right? Week, less like, than a week. So we had 72 hours to paint and stage 
first of all, get the bids. Mm. So the bids didn't come in until Monday at noon. I don't think we started painting till Monday afternoon. Oh, geez. Right? I don't think photos were done till Thursday morning. The same day we took photos, we were on the market, broker preview. It is now Monday, and we have multiple offers. Wow. Quick styles. Jeez. That's just how we do. For people wondering, how did you get that deal? So somebody from Instagram sent me a message that they had heard my podcast, and she sent me a video recording a year ago. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. She's from Idaho and mm. she sent me this message that was like, Hey Kev, I just want to let you know, um, I listened to your podcast and the seven equities really impacted me. Shout out to Kelly from Idaho. We'll put her, her at here. And that was it. And she said, also, by the way, um, I'm going to keep in touch, but my sister, I'm doing everything I can to move her here closer to family mm, and wow. um i honestly forgot about it if there's one thing that i could improve upon it's having a better like contact management what's well, instagram program. so sometimes you yeah. don't you don't think about it you know and but she reached out and she's like hey can you reach out to my sister and um that was it six nice. yeah yeah just That's never know awesome. no, i'm super stoked on that we got a shout out the C's versus David. Ooh, oh my gosh. That was insane. That was nuts. So what happened? Give give the listeners a little bit of insight as to this battle. So four months ago, these two guys from the Case LA team decided that they were pretty unhappy with where they were currently at. As they should be. Yes. C's was looking pretty chubby. Yes, they they both love food. Dude, they love food. Big foodies. Yeah. They eat all day, every day. Yeah. As they should, because there's there's good food in LA. When we go to LA, like we do the team meeting. This was this was this was a learning experience. We do the team meeting, eight thirty. I go to LA every Tuesday, do my best to pour into that the LA squad. I love that whole crew. Meeting ends at 9.30, we make some calls, and yep. then what we notice happened is around noon, um, you know, straight fall, to the buffet. We fall into the trail, just go grab a bite. These guys go and eat a 21 course meal. <laughs> then they go get ice cream, then they go get coffee. And so a few months ago, we're like, yo, we can't chill with them anymore. Like it's we'll do the crazy. team meeting and then we got, we got to be out. Yeah, so you know, they'd be doing that daily. And C's and David were like, enough is enough. Yeah. I believe David was the one that uh, asked C's to do a challenge with him. Accountability usually yeah, works. Yeah. And they said, let's do four months. Let's see who can get the best physique yep. at the end of it. It was kind of like weird. They didn't, they didn't, it wasn't weight. It wasn't no, it was just physique. Fat. It <laughs> was just who looks the best. Yeah, who yeah. looks the best. Yeah. So they gave each other four months, $10,000 on the line. It started at like five, I think. Started at five, I yeah. think. And yeah. they doubled it. Went up to ten. <laughs> and the crazy thing it's is, a lot of money. every time we came out to LA or we saw them, it was just a little bit less weight every yes. time. Yeah. Until yeah. we were just, I mean, the past month, they were the last month they were looking real lean. Yeah, the before and after is like insane. Yeah, if you guys have not followed this story, it's really cool. Like I, I sent a message uh, to C's and I told them that I thought. It was pretty awesome that one of the biggest breakthroughs at a real estate company actually has nothing to do with real estate. Mm -hmm. But it actually does, because how we are in one area is how we are everywhere. So I love the fact that within our, our organization, within our family, things like this are occurring yeah. where people are challenging them themselves, yes, with more volume and listing goals and blah, blah, blah. 
But behind the scenes, when you kind of peel back to lay the layers of like who we really are, there's these other things where we're challenging ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually. I think it's one of the coolest things that's ever happened. At no, Kings. that's cool. I it's mean, they both sweet. they both said that yeah. you know because of this, the confidence has gone higher. Right. They feel like their mind is sharper. Yes. It's just, I mean, it's gonna help the real estate business tremendously. And yeah. I, and it was super close. I was calling C's, and of course, I got to call C's. That's my boy, right? He, had, I was his best man at his wedding. Mm-hmm. I got to look out for him. And a few weeks ago at the team meeting, I was like, I called C's afterwards. I was like, hey, bro, I'm just going to keep it real with you. David is looking stronger. Mm. Yeah. Right? Gotta You're looking a little skinny. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, when I break it down into the three automatic things, if this is strictly visual, shoulders, chest, uh and and well really it's 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 shoulders chest abs arms Arms, yeah right yeah i think david had him on arms on on abs i say abs and c's was like c's the arms the shoulders uh chest Mm. you know what i mean yeah (laughs) but it was not a sweep by any means no they at the gym so it was like kind of uh, two different measures. There was the public opinion, and then there was like case opinion, and then IG. Yeah. Mm. So public opinion at the gym, um, it was like, man, I, th- I think out of 21 votes, it was like barely C's had one more than mm. David. And I was encouraging them to, t- to do more votes. I was like, yo, you should probably get more. This is really close. And they're like, no, no, shut it down, shut it down. Okay. They were trying to eat. So <laughs> the case <laughs> votes meal. were a lot higher for C's. Yeah. It was yeah. like 13 to seven. And then IG was heavy on C's. On my IG, it was 1,200 votes. And it was like 900 for C's, 300 for David. But, you know, it was... It, it, it was an extraordinary competition, big inspiration, major shout out to them. Yeah, guys. big shout out to them. I think it also goes to show sometimes, that, you know, there's certain things that you want in life, but sometimes you just have to put some pain on it. You need to get a partner to make you accountable. Sometimes you might need to do a challenge. Because they've, they've been talking about doing this for as long as I've known them. Yeah. Until they got serious and put 10 grand on it. And now dope. they're in the best shape of their lives. So dope. Yeah. Yeah. So dope. So. Um, what else we got cooking? We got the, we got demo starting officially today shout out to raul our dude quarto construction coming in killing it super excited to officially launch the hq for team start event Um, right next door so yeah i can't wait to kind of just see that unfold and and have a a a second think tank one of the main things i think that i'm excited for just besides how insane the design is going to be it's honestly that we have full access to the parking lot yeah. for no matter what. Yeah. Like before we had, you know, car shows and whatnot on weekends, but now we can throw anything whenever. We don't share the parking lot anymore. So we can throw farmers markets. Shoot, we probably throw get away with throwing a concert or something. Hmm. So little different pop up. Can't wait till we buy the building too. It's gonna go down. Buy this whole block. I've been talking to Kathy. She's sweet. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Let's do it. <laughs> um what else we got? What else is new? Any other big wins? Any other crazy things that have occurred over this last week? Um, Santiago closed. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the big things that have, have happened real estate-wise. Yeah. Across the street from each other, um, a deal happened that I had been working for like five years, 20,000 square foot lot. The, our, our, our 18th transaction on the same street mm-hmm. um, officially closed. 
which I, I am kind of bummed to say word on the street. I didn't represent the buyer, but it's going to be demoed. Yeah. Ouch. We'll see. Can you share with the people, you said five years in the making yeah. for that. So what does that mean? So I think there's a valuable lesson there. In, uh, so on all these addresses, up. it's kind of crazy. So it's 2420, uh, 2420, 2416, 2400, 2419, 2431, 2408, uh, 2408. Uh -huh. and that's just on this side. So when you kind of yeah. look at it on a map, from Irvine Ave to Tustin, there's this row of homes where when you add up all the sales, it's like 11 transactions in that one row. Mm -hmm. Every single one of those occurred through either connecting with somebody on Instagram or just straight up knocking on their door. Wow. Yeah. So the home in front of this house, 2416 Santiago, is 2408 Santiago, mm -hmm. aka Casa Sidecar. Mm. And the, uh, the, this home, right, 2416, that was the original person that bought this acre. That was oh, the yeah. Nizer family. Mm -hmm. And uh, long story short, when I was selling 2408, um, I went and just did my thing. Hey, I just wanted to invite you to a party. Yep. And I met the owner, super sweet dude. He was the original owner, met him. Oh, Carl. Carl. Wow. Yeah, and then I met his son, Rick, and we just kind of stayed in touch. And, um, you know, Rick would call me the son and just say, you know, the time's going to come and I know I'm going to have to call you. It, it, it sucks to think about that mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when when Mr. Nizer, the dad, passes, the brothers would then make the decision to either keep the house or sell it. Yeah. Right. So I probably talked to the son um, once or twice a year and just kept in touch. And it was a really special deal, man, to be able to be there for people through a time like this. You know, it's like they're selling a piece of their childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is where they grew up and hung out. So I was just really honored to to be able to be there for them. And, and it's like to just give the, the deal an extra layer of heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, then the deal across the street, 2416, this is really wild because it all brings comes back to that street. I threw a party at 2408 Santiago when uh, that that when we were first selling Casa Sidecar, the house with the tree. Mm -hmm. Music, that's when uh, your friend performed. Oh, yeah. And then the, the current buyers of the house we're selling right now came to that party. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was really rad because KP actually used to work for them, like mm -hmm. full circle. And we're sitting there oh, chilling, Lord. and he's like, yo, that's so-and-so. Yeah, it was KP's mm. kitchen. That was. KP got a new kitchen. You know? So, um, <laughs> full circle, and they bought that house in the low fives. They put some love into it, and we're closing escrow for $8.3 By the time this podcast comes out, 2419 Santiago, you can kind of go back and look at the history, closed in June 2021 for $5.3 is closing tomorrow. Uh for three million dollars or more. Jeez. Wow. So lots of talk about the market. What's happening in the market and blah blah blah. Here's what I'll tell you: If you have a dope house and you have the right agent mm -hmm. and you're being properly advised, there's opportunity. No matter what side of the deal of yep. the deal you're on, there's opportunity for buyers right now, and there's absolutely opportunity for sellers right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's pretty crazy to see. I mean, considering that's on the Costa Mesa side, mm -hmm. that's got to be the 
biggest sale by far. Highest sale for sure. On the entire that entire right. side of the city. The previous record per the MLS is six one. That was us. Yes, Drew actually did a deal. Shout out to Case Jedi Drew D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. It's not in the MLS. Why he didn't put that in the MLS, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he did a deal uh, just behind that at six one seven five. But it's not in the MLS. Yeah. So per the MLS. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, it's it's over two million dollars um, higher than the highest thing that's ever sold. Crazy. Yeah. Dude, Both the nuts. deal we did Andrews. So it just goes to show when you put a lot of love into something, you will get it back if done the right way. Mm-hmm. Opposite Absolutely. ends of the spectrum in terms of highlights. You, you got to talk about the lows sometime. Mm-hmm. You have a deal that has just been kicking your ass, which is really crazy. Yeah. Tell us about Newton. Oh, my gosh. This deal, I have learned more from this deal. I think this is the most I've ever learned from one deal since Jokatal which was in Villa Park, and yep. that was a, just an absolute nightmare time, but we got it done. Um, this was for a close family friend, the sale on Newton that I've got in Placentia. It's not an area that I usually practice, um, but it's for a family friend's family member, and basically there was a family member that had passed away, so my client had inherited this home, and um, there was a loan that we had not known about that, or that the owner didn't know about um, that came up after we had opened escrow. Mm, So what that did, we ended up having to continue on to a short sale, which I've never dealt with before. Luckily, Dorothy, who's been in the business longer than I've been alive, um, actually broker, yeah, um, and uh, she's helped a ton because she has experience there. So I've gotten to learn how to deal with the short sale. I didn't even know what a short sale was. So what is a short sale? Let's talk about that because the fact that you're even doing a short sale yeah. is crazy. I never thought I would see short sales ever coming back. So yeah. I did. I, I've done over 50 short sales and this occurred from 2008 to 2011. Mm -hmm. They started to all go away 2012, 13. I think the last short sale I ever saw was like 2014, 15. Mm -hmm. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. I haven't seen, heard about a short sale in eight years. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty rare. I definitely, this, this sale does not go to show that short sales are coming back i don't think this is this is a very rare occurrence that i kind of stumbled upon um but basically because of this second loan that the owner thought was paid off i think it was a couple around one hundred seventy thousand dollars that they just did not know was debted um we found out that the owner or the trustee owed more to the bank than what we were in escrow for so there was no money coming in that would pay not enough coming in that would pay off what was owed damn so so a short sale is when through uh, a series of the market declining or refinancing and pulling equity out yeah and usually the system is set up so they're protected against yeah. that thing you can't usually can't pull out more than what it a house is worth but in the early 2000s there were a lot of people all that, kinds of people were pulling money out yeah and there yeah. there were a lot of uh, unfortunately a lot of banks and, and private lenders that were um honestly preying upon people that were fully um you know they they were over leveraging people yeah. so yeah. that's what happened to this particular house and so now 
because this buyer we opened escrow with, they were not expecting to be in a short sale. They've been awesome. They've hung on with us for an extra month, but they've got their own timelines. And respectfully, they told us last week um, they're going to have to cancel. Mm. So it's huge. How L. long were you working with that buyer to make this deal work? Two months. Two months. Two months. And that was after one of the biggest battles I've had to do in a while. We had 15 offers on the property. So how long has this process been beginning to end so far? So we originally started the pre-listing process about a year ago. Oh my goodness. Because they had to go through an entire probate. Right. Because not only was there a, a, a problem with the trust when... Um, unfortunately, the owner had passed away, but there were not enough documents in place to make the probate go mm. quickly. So we had to wait a full six months after um, the the family member passed away. How much have you gotten paid in this process? Uh, zero dollars. Okay. Yeah. So and I think this has a lot I've to technically do. paid money into advertising <laughs> to get this so, thing sold. So. But I think this is a this is why our business has such a small uh, success rate, right? Like eighty five percent of people who get into real estate, they're yeah. not in it. Yeah. Right. They're just not in it after eighteen months. Yeah, and it's 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 a drive. Sometimes it can take me an hour to even get there. Right. It's in Placentia. I'm coming yeah. from Costa Mesa, um, so it's not exactly easy to get there, and a huge portion of the time that we've been doing this has just been a lot of negotiating but the light at the end of the tunnel is that the seller is incredible that's awesome awesome that's honestly that's if awesome. it were if it weren't for the fact that the seller the family that i'm working with yeah. was not a great family and i'm i'm just passionate about helping them out i wouldn't i wouldn't be doing this yeah like, I, I would that. not i would not be doing this i get that so this is a great segue into the next segment that we have we call mm -hmm. behind the hustle and behind the hustle is when we share tips, structures, principles that allow us to stay in the game, right? Yep. That we want to share with other people and encourage them to, to not throw in the towel, whether they're an agent or an entrepreneur. I want to take a moment and think about what's something that you guys want to share uh, that has helped you in, in maintaining success in this business. Yeah. I think, um, you know, something that you've always taught us was really be clear with what your why is. Yeah. And then really be clear on your goals. Because when you're starting your day or starting your year with those things clearly planned out, it's not as easy for these tough transactions or the tough clients to rock you because you yeah. have a clear why. You're really clear on why you're doing these things. And you're also clear on the map that you've already planned out for yourself. So, uh, you know, as, as with any map, usually there's road bumps along the yeah. journey, but if you know where you're going, you just go around the road bump and, uh, you keep going. Yeah. So that's been one, you know, know your why, know your why, how do you find your why? Something that you need to, you know, I think you need to sit down by yourself yeah. and just really think about at the end of the day, what are you doing this for? Mm. You know, sometimes it could be for family, it could be for some, you know, personal reasons yeah. but everyone has a different why and i think clearly defining what that why is yeah and then going to work with that drive mm. uh you know makes handling objections and things that you know come in your way a lot easier that's awesome man yeah. i i heard simon sinek say that your why is the value you give to the world mm -hmm. right so think about that your why is the value you give to the world if the purpose of life is to find your gift and the meaning in life is to give your gift away then clearly what you have to identify is well what is my gift what yeah. is the thing that i do that helps other people whether that's music or sales or art or right. law or medical or or finance or accounting like 
you know, I've, I've said it before, like, you got to be able to identify your passion and your gift. Yeah. And I could be super passionate about basketball. I'm not. I'm not really <laughs> passionate about any sports. But let's say I was. I'm <laughs> so passionate. I know all the players. I know all the stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That passion is not is not necessarily going to translate into getting me into the NBA mm-hmm. because I don't think that that skill of playing basketball is necessarily my gift. Could I work my ass off and invest and find the right coaches and get all the right training to hopefully maybe one day make it into the NBA? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sports every sport is 90% mental, right? Yep. But is it necessarily my gift? Yeah. Right? And I think everybody has a gift. Yeah. yeah. And your gift what you want to consider is whatever you're doing the best, right? That mm-hmm. thing, you're just freaking shining at that thing with the least amount of effort, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could wake me up at 3 in the morning and be like, Kev, encourage me. And I'd be like, how are you, man? How's your day going? <laughs> like, is everything good? Is there anything you need to let go of? Is there anything you're not accepting? I would know how to encourage and coach somebody mm-hmm. with that, with, with, in, the, in the blink of an eye, halfway asleep. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Eli, you'd be like... You tell me, what is your gift? I think for me, I, I, I think I, I got a, a good handful of, of gifts that I really, really enjoy. That's why I kind of shoot for a lot of different um, targets in a specific way. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's just connecting with people. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoy um, serving and entertaining and connecting. I think that's why I love real estate, yeah. music, Yeah, you could be family. dropped anywhere. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I... I'd be happy to. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. What's your yeah. gift, Justin? I think it's similar. I think it's connecting with people and then being the connector for people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I genuinely enjoy and find passion in, you know, helping people that maybe don't already know each other, but I know them as friends and think mm. that they could find value in each other and just connecting them that way. Yeah. And I think in real estate, that's the same thing when it comes to connecting a buyer with the right property with the seller. It's awesome. So just connecting the dots and, uh, you know, connecting with people. Well, yeah. I, I want to encourage people to not compartmentalize their gift, right? So my gift, I think, has been in, in being an encourager, mm-hmm. being able to see people as a possibility bigger than they see for themselves, right? right? I don't care who it is. I can sit with a homeless person and, 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 and find something special about them and help a homeless person break through mm-hmm. like that is my skill set if we hang out i'm going to naturally open your mind to a possibility for yourself that you might not have seen mm-hmm. where i was compartmentalizing my gift is i thought that meant i had to be a life coach yeah mm-hmm. so that's why i left real estate in 2007 is because i was like well i, want, I need to go use this skill set that i have it's not working with Fizbo's and expireds in the way I was trying to earn business before. I need to go be Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. I started a company. It completely bombed in 2007, 2008. Might have been a decade early because 10 years later, everybody became a life coach. <laughs> um, but the point is, I took a look at that gift and asked myself, how else could this be used? Mm. Yeah. Right? So if you're a graphic designer... You don't want to limit yourself to like, I'm only going to market and brand businesses. Could you create cartoons, right? Like how else could you translate your gift, that thing that you shine on, right, into a business right. that's profitable and that you could live your life on and you mm-hmm. can create a legacy from? 
You know what I mean? Because if I wasn't open to the possibilities of how else I could use this skill set to encourage people, mm-hmm. I would have been staying in this same lane of like, nope, this is how it has to be. Yeah. And none of this would have ever happened. Yeah. I saw this, uh, that reminds me of this, this Tyler interview, Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about how early on he was blowing up. Like early Tyler the Creator was like just crazy. Like he yeah. was like, like one of the like kind of like jackass energy right. just like him and his friend just screwing around but he was blowing up for mm. that reason and he had a conversation with Pharrell right before Flyer Boy came out which was like now a huge album yeah. like insane award-winning album Pharrell asked him he said do you like house music right and he said well yeah like I like like EDM like house like mm-hmm, the dance yeah. he's like no I mean music that can help you buy a house right that can buy you a house he's like oh shit yeah, and kind of got him thinking. How can I use my skill to really create this not only monetary value, but something that is undeniably respected and mm-hmm. liked and enjoyable? And it's like now look at Tyler. Right, he's like doing you know, fashion. He's got different brands. He's got I'm trying to buy his neighbor house. Trying to <laughs> turn into a yard, <laughs> <laughs> which we could actually help. We could help with, with that, Tyler, if you're watching. Yeah, we, we actually work next door. We, we do. Yeah. We may, so we stay not tuned. You'll, you'll find out about yeah. that soon. Um, that's awesome, man. So any tips, you guys, anything that you want to impress upon the listeners of like, man, this is something that I've been working on. That's been a powerful tip for me. Yeah, I think what we were kind of been talking about the past couple of days over the team meetings is just minimizing because um, obviously Justin talked about the why. Mm. When you have your why, I think one of the next What's really important steps is minimizing the decisions minimizing Mm. the thought like decision fatigue is very real especially Mm. as a young entrepreneur there's a lot of different things you can be doing so by creating organization of of what you're going to be doing when you're going to be doing it there's less thought so it becomes practice schedule and discipline Mm. there's way less thought involved i'm not i don't have to make as many decisions if it's already planned out ahead of time so how do you do that I think choose for one, identifying your why, yeah. and then organizing that into your goals, and then working backwards. So okay. you have your goal, right? That's what we've been talking about a lot, and putting a timeline on it. So when do I want to achieve that goal? Instead of going, okay, here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to keep chipping away till I hit that goal. Start with the end date, and work backwards. Okay, if I want to make a million dollars this year by the end of 2023, well do I have to do every single quarter? Mm. What do I have to do every single month, every single week, every single day? Now it's like every hour is now planned out towards yeah. that goal. That's dope. Yeah. That's fire. That's it's helpful. Really Super helpful. Yeah. The, the, the tip, tool, insight that I'd like to share is actually something from a really good friend of mine, Casey Taramina, awesome agent. Mm-hmm. I heard her talk about this from a, a sermon she heard at Mariner's Church, but it was talking about the the dash and how you have to pay really close attention uh really you have to pay really close attention to the intention that you're making on your dash what do i mean Mm. by the dash when you look at someone's tombstone is the day that they were born a dash and the day that they died and that dash should be everything that we love everything that we're inspired by everything that we care about and my bit to add on that is getting over the stuff quickly that doesn't fit within that dash. Yeah. Mm. Just get over it, mm-hmm. right? Get over it quickly because that dash is just a blink. And I Wait. think being quicker 
at getting over things that are weighing you down, right? Last Monday, took a huge L on something. There was a misunderstanding with the client that we had where they thought it was this, but it was actually this, and there was a $44,000 discrepancy. That's a lot. My earnings on this deal that I sold was not $44,000. And in a span of five minutes, I knew what was gonna happen. Either this was gonna get really nasty, and I'm gonna win because it's very clear what occurred mm-hmm. and I don't have to do anything here um, because it's very spelled out. And you know, there's signatures and mm-hmm. there's paperwork and based on the paperwork, that's what's there. Yeah. But in a span of five minutes, I knew I don't really wanna go there. And I actually really care about everybody involved here. Mm-hmm. So do I have the means to make my dash feel better and make everyone's dash feel better mm-hmm. by writing a $44,000 check, even though I don't need to. Yes, because that's how much my dash means to me, Yeah. right? So if you value your life, do whatever you can to remove anything that does not uplift, inspire, empower mm-hmm. that dash because it's a blink. Yeah. That's good. That's huge. That's awesome. I kind of like this, guys. I think we should keep this going. I like it. Um, We're going to keep it short and sweet. We're going to do our best to make this like 30 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last week, it was an hour. Yeah. You guys got anything else to say? No, let's get it. Let's go. Actually, I want to share one thing. I want to share one thing. Yeah. So this is what's been on my mind, and it's something that we talk about so much here at Case, something that you've taught me a ton, Kev, but I think... uh, you know, every day it's so easy to wake up and just go to work or, you know, sit down at the dinner table and, and go, you know, just like go in the flow of this routine that you've created. But oftentimes what we forget to do is really be intentional about Mm. our time. And, uh, you know, we hear all the time life is really short. So I would just encourage everyone before you make, you know, before you go into that one hour call session that you have to do the prospect, set the intention of what you, what you would like to get out of that hour before you go sit down with that friend for coffee, yeah. set the intention of what you would like to get out of that the moment. Intention. Yeah, so it's really easy to just What go. is intention? So intention is just being clear about what it is that you, you want to happen. Okay. So for example, it's gonna be really hard to get onto the basketball court and throw a basketball without looking at the hoop and kind of clearly visualizing the ball actually going right. in. So you go out to the court and you just throw the ball around. You might make one shot out of 50 versus you actually take a couple minutes yeah. or not a couple minutes, but you know, a few seconds to look at the, the hoop, right? Look at where you a need to throw seconds. it quick, yeah. you know, just to see where the ball needs to go, right. how it yep. needs to go into it. And chances are you're going to increase the likelihood of that ball going in by, you know, by a lot. Yeah. So for example, what we always talk about is, we prospect a ton mm. and it's very easy to sit down in the call booth and make calls for an hour. Right. And if you don't set any intention, you may get lucky and talk to a seller, you know, in that hour session yeah. versus if you just take a good minute to, you know, sit there, close your eyes and really just put out into the world or ask God what it is that you would like to receive within this mm. hour. And you can go as deep as you like. You can envision yourself you know, and uh, you can envision yourself calling this one person. Right. You can envision him picking up. You can envision the type of house that he has. Tight. You can envision the conversation that happens. Fire. And when you can clearly see that before you do the action, 
it's going to be a lot easier for that to happen versus you just go into the call and do whatever. But this applies to like any Everything. situation, yeah, you know, every workout, every dinner that you have, every meeting that you have, uh, you know, every drive that you have, setting yeah. the intention that when you get in the car, you want to take this time for yourself to really reset, whatever it is, set the intention. And, you know, I think it'll be a lot easier for you to receive what you want if you do so. That's mm -hmm. really fire, man. Yep. I love that. I love that. I have a, a three hour uh, intentionality process that I go through from when I wake up 647 until I'm going out the door, mm -hmm. excuse me, four, when I wake up 447 until I head out the door at 747, there's this kind of three hour window that I have of mind, body, soul, family um, that I get to do every single day. And then on the hour, every hour uh, until seven o'clock at night, I get a little notification that says reset. Mm. So 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, right, is a little reminder, reset. Yep. And all it is is a two to three second thing to just reset. How am I doing? Am I operating at a seven plus? And oh, just great. check in yourself. Because yeah, it's so it's easy awesome. to get into this routine where it's like, oh, the whole day, da da da, da. Yep. I want my whole day to be lit. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? I want the whole day to be at a high level. And so every hour on the hour, I get a little notification, reset. Awesome. What do you mean by seven plus? So seven, I live my whole life on a number scale. Yeah. Everything. You okay. know what I mean? Like, when I met your mom, <laughs> Alana, um, your stepmom, I had the intention of manifesting a, a, a eight plus individual, you know mm. what I mean? And, and I manifested a 10. <laughs> so when, when I look at my morning routine, I want to have a seven plus energetically. Mm -hmm. When I go and have a meal, we rate it. Like, how is this? You know, is it mid or was it seven plus? Right. Yeah. Right. And so everything is on a number scale so i track my energy on that same scale mm -hmm. yeah right like i do not want to be below a seven a six is danger zone that's right next to a five yeah and a five means i'm not high and i'm not low yeah. i'm in the middle but that means i'm really close to a four and a four i'm thinking about drinking yeah, yeah. right that's scary I don't go to even a five, very rarely. I'm crying at a five, for sure. Yeah. So seven is entry level. Yeah. I gotta stay seven plus. And when I'm not, I dive in and I figure out why. Yeah. What the F is going on that makes me feel like a six. Mm -hmm. And I nip that ish ASAP. I think also too, um, I think we can all agree, to get to a high energy level, to start off your day at a high energy level, you need to have a very powerful morning routine, which is what we'll talk about next week. Yeah, let's go. Ooh. Give it up. Give it up. Stay tuned. We knocked it out. We got two episodes down. Thank Get you for home. tuning in with us. And uh, if you got any insights, what you'd like to hear more of, less of, um, less of, we actually don't really care, uh, but more <laughs> of. Um, so more of for sure. If yeah. there's something you'd like to see more of, then questions, that's great. Yeah. Any specific, questions, things, yeah. ways things. to help. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. Let's go. Peace. All right, guys. Let's go. Hey, you know what we should do?